What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo Di Montalbano. Fellas, how we feeling? We are continuing with our Fix the Franchise series. We got the Carolina Panthers today. Kind of a rough situation, but we're going to fix them up. Yeah, I mean, this this team and the New England Patriots are probably the two worst positions, I think, in the NFL right now. Uh, at least the Patriots have a projected top five pick, and... With the Panthers, you're working with no first and vacancy at head coach and very well could have a vacancy at GM too, So, which is a weird spot to be in after you just traded the farm for number one overall pick quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I feel like people are getting a tiny bit ahead of themselves. I feel like he, although Bryce Young has been extremely lackluster to say the least, I uh, guess you could say he's been just very bad, but I feel like because – Anthony Richardson played well in the stint that in the few games that he was able to play before he got hurt, obviously drafted after him. And then CJ Stroud just lighting it up and looking like a top, top eight guy, top 10 guy out the gate again, drafted after him. I feel like it's really making the blow harder and, and making his criticism just honestly be overblown. He's still the first overall pick. We know he has, a world of talent. So I, I definitely think that, yeah, they don't have a first round pick. They traded the house for him. He still has, you know, all the opportunity in the world to be, to be very good, if not great. So I, I feel like we shouldn't be just writing this young guy off already. Yeah, no, I, for sure. I, I completely agree. I still believe in Bryce Young. I still think he's got tools. Um, I don't think this team helped him enough going into this season. Um, so hopefully they can uh, sign a few players, hit on a couple draft picks, and then they'll be rocking and rolling. Yeah, just the, I just question whether giving up on their entire offensive coaching staff within one season was the right move or not, just because I think continuity in the NFL is massive, especially for a young quarterback. So they're they're going um they're going all in and just trying to bet that they can bring in someone else. But in my experience, change is not always means going to be for the better. So we'll see. They, they got a hit on this next head coach. I mean, that's for sure. Right. All right. Let's get into it. So as we head into the 2023 NFL draft, Carolina Panthers were in a, cl- a clear rebuild. They had just traded star running back Christian McCaffrey, and were shopping some other high-profile players like Brian Burns and DJ Moore. They were picking at nine in the 2023 draft, desperately looking at the quarterback market after going through Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and P.J. Walker in 2022. They end up trading up for the number one spot with the Chicago Bears. They sent pick nine, a 2023 second rounder, which eventually became Joey Porter Jr., um, a 2024 first round pick, which is likely to be the number one overall pick. Locked in. This year, locked. Um, a 2025 second round pick and D.J. Moore. So a big haul to go get Bryce Young for sure. Yeah, Bears um, made out like bandits. That ass. And um, D.J. Moore is just a beast. <laughs> He's just um, a beast. They had hired quarterback whisperer Frank Reich, like we said, to lead this young team. Fast forward to this season. Nothing went right for this team. The young young team didn't play well. The offensive line couldn't protect him. Um, they allowed 62 sacks this year, third most in the NFL. Their offense was on explosive. They scored just 23 total touchdowns, mm-hmm. second lowest in the NFL, only to the New York Jets. Shout out, Zach. Um, they've had him feeling as their number one wide receiver who did catch over a hundred balls this year, which is pretty crazy. Um, Frank Wright was fired after 11 games. Chris Tabor, who was a special teams coordinator was given the interim job 
with a lot of holes on this roster. No number one pick. GM Scott Fritterer has his work cut out for him this offseason for sure. And like Ray said, is definitely on the hot seat because David Tepper is a fiery owner, which we saw uh, last week throwing a, a drink on a on a Jags fan. And if and, you're uh, and if you're a Panthers fan and don't like that, you suck. <laughs> that you was like awesome. that? a billionaire throwing drinks on on I love it. fans. I love it. I feel I like it should be allowed. I feel like I feel like each owner should be allowed one drink throw per season. That being said, that works. I think that's fucking great in Carolina. That, if that happened in New York, it would. I'd probably end up killing myself from yeah. just listening to Twitter. Right. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. All right, boys. Um, so let's take a look back at last year's draft, and then we'll talk about some pieces that this team can actually build around. So last year, obviously, like we said, they traded for the one on one. They take Bryce Young, um, almost twenty eight hundred yards. This season, 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, definitely started rough. I feel like he started to play a little bit better ball in these last few weeks. They took Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver from Ole Miss, in the second round. 43 catches, 418 yards. A guy that Ray really liked coming out. Um, DJ Johnson in the third round, offensive line, uh, outside linebacker from Oregon, who played limited snaps this year, hasn't really done much. Chandler Zavala, who's a guard from NC State, who I really liked coming out, has just played absolutely awful in his snaps this year. Um, he played the first five games of the season, had a neck injury, then he came back and was placed on IR for the rest of the year with a knee injury. Had six sacks allowed in seven games. He had a 7.1 pass block grade on PFF. I have never, ever seen any grade, yeah. any grade that low. Yeah, when I was when I was prepping, I didn't I saw even think that, that existed. I it, thought they like me, st- I thought they like started at like thirty five. Yeah, it made me reevaluate uh, my standing on this podcast. Honestly, <laughs> so, um, really rough. Uh, and then they took Jamie Robinson, safety from Florida State, in the fifth round, who has played limited snaps this year, mainly on special teams. Apparently, they're trying to get him more snaps um, in Week eighteen. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he plays. Right, let's talk about some foundational pieces that this team can actually build around. Obviously, they're building around their young quarterback, Bryce Young, and Jonathan Mingo, who's got some some good work this year. Who are some other guys that you're looking at? Yeah, ironically, I mean, we mentioned that they allowed the third most sacks in the league, but uh, they ha- they have the tackle position locked up, for better or for worse. <clears throat> uh, Iki Iquano is going to be playing left tackle, and then Taylor Moten they signed to a long-term deal at right tackle. So they you have to assume those are two foundational pieces for at least the next year or two. Um, Thielen's under contract for two more years, and he showed this year he's got he's still got some juice in those legs, and he's going to be a major um, safety blanket for Bryce Young and just for his continued development. And other than that, it's getting a little thin. Derek Brown, I think he's a free agent after next season. Uh, they picked up his fifth year option. He's more of a run stopper. He's not a dynamic pass rusher. So we'll see if they ten- if with the regime they bring in, if they decide to retain him. And then another uh, former top 10 pick, J.C. Horn, they have to make a decision on his fifth-year option. He's someone who flashed as a rookie, but he's just missed a lot of time. And I assume – I mean, I don't know. Do you think they pick up his fifth-year option? I do. He's a really good so. player, and yeah, really it's just good. unfortunate how the injuries have fallen for him. But when he's in there, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, I mean – They're staying at that position. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you guys see any other foundational pieces besides those guys I mentioned? No. uh I do want to say, because I feel like it's just not talked about a lot, considering it was such a high draft pick, C.J. Henderson was a bust. Holy. 
I hope Dylan's not listening to this, but that that guy stinks at football. Florida corners, man. They they bust like crazy. I know, but I I remember he, everyone was saying he was like a sure thing. He went what like ninth, yep, tenth overall. But I th- I think you you know hit it all in the head. I, I mean I, I'm a little bit surprised that Iki Aquanu didn't get uh, a second year bump. He I think let up he let up himself like ten sacks and forty pressures. Granted, it's on seven hundred plus pass snaps. He he was you know there for every game. He's all reliable for them this year, but. I mean, he's still very good in the in the run blocking game, which we knew he would at, coming out of college, but not developing into a better, more polished pass pass protector was is, is shocking to me because I thought that he had uh, a ton of talent with obviously the tools to do so and and the strength to do so. But uh, he definitely is going to need to step it up and you know be able to block block that blind side for Bryce Young next year and do it a whole lot better. Yeah, this, this uh, team let up the most sacks, the third most sack percentage uh, at nine point eight four percent of pass plays resulted in a, a sack, which is god awful. Yeah, and one thing I will say for Icky, I was also really high on him coming out too. Um, this team is down in most games, so it's a little bit easier. I just for pin the ears back. To yeah. Just prepare to pin their ears back and go after the quarterback. So. Defensive defensive linemen aren't really looking for for the run against Carolina when they're down two scores already. Um, so I will give Icky cut, cut him some slack there, but you're right, definitely needs to develop a little more. I also think the interior of this offensive line does him no help, right, so yeah. he's pretty much on an island by himself. But agreed, he definitely needs to start playing better. Um, let's look at some team needs, Dean. Talk me through some team needs that this this team should be looking for via free agency and, and through the draft. Uh, I feel like this team definitely needs to start with just the offensive side of the ball. Just kind of tread water on the defensive side. But the only thing I should be worrying about or, or any Carolina Panthers fan or any organizational figure should be worrying about is getting some confidence with their young quarterback and Bryce Young. And God, do we know this more than anyone? And, you know, being Jet fans, and that's all we ever cared about when we saw abysmal first, second, and third years from our quarterbacks. So I I think you go straight to the O-line, the interior of that O-line. Hopefully it rounds out your bookends and, and makes them better. And obviously you need wide receivers. He's throwing a DJ Chark Jr. who was good four years ago. And I, I mean, I love DJ Chark Jr. You're throwing to Adam Thielen, who was, like you said, still got some juice, but he's still turn back the clock for Adam. Going to be Thielen. 34 years old. It's freaking <laughs> crazy. And Jonathan Mingo got all the opportunity in the world. He stinks. Uh, <laughs> I think he's throwing to Tommy Tremble in uh, as his tight end. You just got to get him weapons. Chuba Hubbard wasn't bad. So just, just get some weapons. You need wide receivers. You need tight ends. Just the whole offense. You need to revamp the whole offense. That's what I would be worrying about no matter what. Try to keep your stable guys like your Derek Browns, your your J.C. Horns, and uh, so you could just worry about all your assets and using it on the offense. Right. Ray, what do you got? Yeah, I think Dean touched on a lot of it. I mean, I want to – I think first and foremost, you got to get an offensive-minded head coach in there again. Uh, I think Brian Johnson, they're going to make a big run for him, the OC at Detroit, so – they did it last off. Ben Johnson, sorry. Benny Johnson. They um, oh, 
They made a run at him last offseason. He decided to stay. So we'll see if they're able to be successful this year. I assume they're going to uh, open up the pocketbook a little bit more, offer him some more money. But if you can land him, I think that goes a long way in helping the development of Bryce Young. And then on top of that, on the defensive side of the ball, um, you, you need another edge rusher. This team had the fewest sacks in the NFL. And then um, they also had, I think, the fewest turnovers or at least top five fewest turnovers. So a ball hawking member of the secondary, whether it's a cornerback, nickel, safety, they, they need some more talent on uh, that back end for sure. Agreed. Um, let's take a look at some cap space and some of their pending free agents. So they have $40 million in projected cap space next year, 13th most in the NFL. They have 41 players signed through next year. The notable names, um, Brian Burns, obviously the big one. I think a major key for them is bringing him back. Um, shout out Frankie Louvu, who led this team in tackles. Another great former Jet linebacker who's just balling out. There's, just, balling. A million, there's just a million of them in, in, the, in the league. Um Yuter Gross Matos, shout out State. Uh, Shaq Griffin, corner. Jeremy Chin, who really flashed as a rookie at safety, but hasn't, he's been injured and hasn't really played as well. And then CJ Henderson, obviously, like Dean said before, has not played that well. Ray, talk me through. DJ Chark as well, I think, right? Chark, I think he, yeah, he had void years, maybe. Yeah, I think there's a void year, but I think he's a free agent as well. Um, yeah, so talk to me about some of these guys that you want to bring back um, or some guys that I didn't mention. Yeah, I mean, you touched on all the guys I had listed. Um, I think what it obviously starts and ends with Brian Burns. Um, even if you can't bring him back, you can't let him walk for free. So I mean, you're I, tagging him, right? Yeah, tag and trade yeah. at the very least. You can't let him walk. Um, but I would like to try to uh, for them to get a long-term deal with him. They, Like I said, they're few sacks in the NFL, and he's someone who brings legit juice off the edge and is pretty scheme versatile. Dependent, like, so he'll be there regardless of the defensive coordinator brought in. Um, other than that, I mean, maybe you bring back Frankie Louvre, but I think that's very scheme specific depending on who this next regime brings in for their defensive uh, coordinator because he's kind of like a tweener off ball. I saw a comparison to like Caden Ellis, which I really liked because he's kind of like a smaller guy. He can't really set the edge, but he's good with being blitzed, blitzed and going after the QB. Uh, so I think he's dependent. And then other than that, I think most of the other guys can walk. They've been pretty disappointing. Maybe DJ Chark, but I feel like on the open market, he's going to demand a little bit too. He'll get overpaid, so I'd I'd be okay letting him walk. Yeah, Louvu's a good player. I mean, I'm trying to pull this up right now. They're paying Shaq Thompson a, a decent chunk of change too, if I remember correctly. That's eh, not that bad. He's he's owed six million next year, so you could bring back uh, Frankie Louvu too, and, and have both those guys. They're both kind of smaller linebackers, like you said. Um, Dean, you got anybody else? No, I feel like uh, I feel like Ray Ray touched on all of it. Uh, I I am interested to think if because obviously I what was it a year or two ago we uh, we were hearing rumblings of uh, Brian Burns obviously getting on the open market some some looks for you know two first round picks you know to draft for him. Uh, I believe. I believe it was uh, rumored to be with the Rams. That's what they were offering to 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 acquire him. I'd find it interesting if maybe they make a move with him. Who knows? Potentially even this offseason before the draft. Yeah, I mean it's such an interesting spot too because I I kind of thought the same thing. Like if you can get two first round picks for this guy, like you kind of need to do it. He's such an important piece for them. But like Ray said, I mean they were dead last in sacks too this year. Yeah. So like. How much is he actually be, providing for you? Um, 
So tough situation, I'm sure. Uh, Scott to Fritter, be fair, uh, by the way, about that, that they are <clears throat> they they faced the least. They did. They were still horrible getting after the quarterback, but they they faced additionally the least amount of pass plays in the league. Fair oh, enough. Forty nine only only forty nine point six eight percent of the time because they were always down, and they obviously f- faced the most rush rushing plays at fifty point three two percent on the year. Right. So that is that is to be noted, obviously. Okay, let's take a look at some cap casualties. Um, some possible cuts, some possible restructures. I have a couple guys listed. Um, Dante Jackson's the first guy I have listed corner. Um, this team desperately needs corner help, but um, they have a potential out in 2024. They can save $10 million post June 1. So he's a guy that uh, you may look to get rid of. Um, Hayden Hurst, you can't really save any money on his contract. He's owed $10 million next year. So Got him that, out. Could be, that could be a guy you look to restructure. And then Miles Sanders um, owed eight million next year. Chuba Hubbard was outrunning him this year, and honestly, Chuba Hubbard didn't even run that well this year. But Miles Sanders only three point three yards per carry. He really got a bag after playing uh, pretty much one good season with the Eagles. So uh, <laughs> good, good, good for stuff. him. Good for that good, guy. Good stuff, Miles. Shout out, State. Uh, Ray, you got anybody else uh, that you're looking to cut restructure? I mean, I I just don't on the Miles Sanders. I don't see how they can cut him. They're not saving any money with him, right? I'm, I'm sad. I, uh, that was a restructure. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know how willing he's going a running back going to be to restructure, but I guess we'll see. Um, other guys, I had I had um, Ian Thomas, the tight end. You can save like two point four with him getting cut. Uh, he's like a, a blocker. I know they like him, but with the new regime, I'd assume he's going to be gone. And then uh, Xavier Woods, you can say 4.4, cutting him. He's just an an aging safety. It's another position they kind of need help in, but they just invested in Von Bell on the back end, so maybe they look to get younger in the draft and replace him. Dude, on Spyrag, they have Von Bell listed as a fullback. I've noticed. It was completely me crazy. Yeah. I was looking at it, I was like, is this guy playing fullback? Dude, I saw the contract, too. I'm like, why are they paying their fullback $11 million? (laughs) It's like shades of John Connor, the Terminator. <laughs> Love that guy. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at some free agent targets for twenty twenty four. Dean, you want to start us up? Uh, you mind taking the reins? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look up, uh, look up free agents. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm going to talk to you about my thought process through this. So when we did the Patriots, um, I really wasn't looking to spend up for any of these big time free agents. I didn't think they were in a winning window to do so. And I just thought bad process for Carolina. While I don't think they're in a winning window, you need to support Bryce young to get to that winning window. So for me, I'm paying up for big time wide receivers if I can. And I'm looking to add veterans, especially to that interior, that offensive line. Um, So Obviously, the big notable free agent wide receivers, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Calvin Ridley, Hollywood Brown. I think you need to go out and get one of those guys. I think a T. Higgins or a Michael Pittman would be really nice for this roster. Um, And then some of the interior offensive lines. I had like a guy like Kevin Zeitler, who's a little older, Graham Glasgow, Andres Pete, Connor McGovern. Um, Just get some veterans on this offensive line, especially in the interior that can help grow some of these young guys. I don't know. What else did you have? So uh, I to those two positions were obviously the top two on my list as well. Uh, for wide receiver, I was kind of thinking, I guess, similarly, but 
I want someone with some juice. I want, so I want someone who can really stretch the defense for them and maybe even some manufactured touches. So Hollywood Brown was one of the guys yeah. I thought of like for like two for 25. And then if you don't want, if you can't get him, I think someone like Darnell Mooney, a change of mm. uh, a nice change of scenery for him. Someone who just really brings a little bit more of an explosive element to this offense that they were drastically missing. And then on the offense side of the ball, offensive line rather, uh, Connor Williams is someone I thought of. He can play multiple interior line spots. He's coming off that torn ACL, so you probably get him on a discount. And he's just a versatile body who can uh, play on the inside for them. Right. And then um, on the defensive side of the ball, I mentioned they were um, – what's your call? They were very low in the sack production, obviously. So I think if you can retain Brian Burns, I think pairing him with a Chase Young would be a really good duo. I think Chase Young brings more of that power element uh, to Burns' juice off the edge. And then if – Burns goes, I think someone like replacing him with someone like Josh Uche would be a good get to a nice young player who has a high ceiling. You can get him for a couple on the cheap and maybe he can outproduce his, the contract you signed him for. Yeah. A couple other guys, uh, edges, especially that, that I had Leonard Floyd who's played really well for, for Buffalo this year, kind of a similar player to Brian Burns, similar body types. Um, thought those two would be a really nice pairing. Jonathan Grenard from Houston. I think they're probably going to try to retain him. He's had a really good season. Um, and then on the back end, I also think this is another position that they need to pay up for uh, in corner. Um, guy like Miles Bryant from from New England. Uh, Chidobe Awuzie from Cincinnati is a really good player. Or um, if you can't get one of these younger guys, maybe a guy like Kendall Fuller. Um, who's just been a solid veteran for a long time just to grow with some of these young corners. Yeah, I like that too. And I also thought if Jalen Johnson hits the open market, they should probably yeah. be able to play for someone like him too. Yeah, he's a weird one because he wanted out in Chicago. And then in these last like five weeks, he's balled his ass off. And I feel like they like Chicago's kind of coming together. So maybe he stays. I don't know. People are saying he, that he may, they may tag him, which is, I feel like it's going to be pretty penny. Yeah, for sure. Dino, you got anybody else that you uh, you want to cover? No, I, I, I just wanted to hone in on one because I loved the, the Hollywood Brown uh, call out because I totally agree. I, I feel like getting him, especially stretch the field and just just open up the more, you know, the middle of the field more more so, for you know, for your young quarterback. I, I really like when I pulled up wide receivers, that was the first name that flashed to me for sure. And then uh, edge wise, I like a lot of the ones that you guys came up with. It's just so hard to tell now. Like right now, a lot of these guys are obviously going to get tagged or obviously re-signed and not even going to really hit the, the hit the uh, hit free agency. But I do, do kind of like. I do kind of like if he is not going to get re-signed with Seattle. I think Daryl Taylor uh, out of Tennessee. I think he showed that he has juice at times. He's also hard not to see all over the field because he has like those pink dreadlock things going on. But uh, I, I thought he played really well this year. And um, it, it, I guess I would say him. Nice, good stuff. Well as well. Um, not that we had no, know who it is anyway. Yeah. Before we get to the draft, I, I want to talk about this offense a little bit more and how you support Bryce Young. Right. In in your mind, like what do you see this offense really looking like build built around Bryce Young? Because he is a smaller guy, um, doesn't have the biggest arm. So how do you 
project their offense looking at its best? I mean, I think it needs to be a balanced attack. Honestly, I go to Detroit Lions. I really do think that's like the model they need to be. I think him and Jared Goff's game are relatively similar. Um, I think you got to be able to establish the run to take the pressure off him. Though he's not a guy that you want throwing the ball around the yard. He's not CJ Stroud, so you need a balanced attack for this team. And first and foremost, you need to keep him upright. And because, like we said, he's small. He's got a smaller frame. He can't get sacked. I think yes, him personally got sacked fifty nine times this year. It's not going to last long. So. I think that, and I think you need, um, I think you need to get a tight end, a legitimate t- receiving threat over the middle to help be a security blanket for him, for sure. All right, all right, fellas, let's head to the mock. Uh, we are doing four rounds of the mock because, like we said, they do not own their number one pick, so we will be picking at thirty-three for our first pick. Let's get this fired up. Ooh. Chop ain't going to be there, but um, so let's talk about some needs. Obviously, we mentioned the wide receiver position. We mentioned the interior of this offensive line. We mentioned edge. We mentioned corner. They can really go best player available, I think. Um, So let's talk some names here that are. You got to see the wideouts available. Um, I do love me some Tez Walker, and we're talking about field stretchers. This guy might be the best um, in this class, honestly. Um, so some of the wide receivers that are here, Tez Walker, Emeka Buka, Keon Coleman, A.D. Mitchell, Jermaine Burton, Xavier Leggett, Xavier Worthy, um, are some of the notable names. Loki loves Xavier Leggett. But I mean, for me, I think this is Graham Barton, no brainer. I think this team needs offensive line reinforcements in the worst way. He can cover all the positions. So he can. I love his versatility. I think this wide receiver class is pretty deep where you can look to add another body in the uh in the third round, top of the third. Okay, so Graham Barton's here. Um Fontenau is also here. Ray, we I know you're a massive Graham Barton guy. You're taking Barton over Fontenau right now? Yeah, for sure. For me at least. I think for this team, without a doubt. Fair enough. Just because of the versatility, and then they're close on my big board. Okay. Let's take Graham Barton here at pick 33 in the second round. Let's move on to the third round. Um, I think this is a place where we need to look at the wide receivers and see who's there. There was just a massive run on Addi- wide receivers. Additionally, by the way, if, if uh, say – Say Barton was to beat out Icky in camp. We, we already know Icky has has great versatility to go inside as well. I think I think Barton would be kicked inside before Icky would be. I I'm just saying. Say you know, saying if you beat him out. Yeah. Um, I'm not in love with these wide receivers here. I think this Same. would be a round four type of selection. What kind of tight ends are they working with? Lachey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, oh, I know Ray loves Stover. I don't think Stover's going in the third round. Yeah, no, no. I was honestly looking to see if JT Sanders was there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some guys. Let's get some edge. I think there was just a there was a massive run on wide receivers. There's a massive run on edges. We might have gotten smoked on this. What about what about corner? Ooh, I do love me some Gabriel Murphy. Juice off the edge. He can stand up in, in this scheme. Uh, some of these other guys I'm not in love check, with. Uh, check check, um, check corner. Check corner. 
fellas, we might be in a really bad spot. Um, I haven't watched Kalen Carson from from Wake Forest yet, but a lot of people are talking about him. I was just um, only the sixty fifth pick. I mean, I I love Denzel Burke, obviously, but he's coming back, isn't he? Not necessarily. He he disputed those claims. So you want to roll with Denzel Burke? I think that's a good fit, honestly, too. Him and J.C. Horn, both kind of aggressive type of corners on the outside. Yeah, I think I, I think that's I think third round is really great value for him too. Let's do it. All right, so we're taking Denzel Burke corner from Ohio State, the first pick of the third round at pick sixty five. Let's roll on to our last pick in the fourth round. Let's look at these wide receivers and see who is here for us. Oh. Um, this is pretty brutal. Um, some of the guys, Theo Weiss from from Missouri. Dior, uh, DeCorian Clark from UTSA, Trey Harris, who he's ranked pretty low in this. My man just absolutely torched Penn State in the Cotton Bowl. Um, was dominating some some freshman sophomore corners. He was looking really 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 good. Some of these other guys, I am not in love with. Ray's guy, Jordan Whittington, <laughs> is here. Um, what, what can you see who the running backs are? Can you go out and get another running back? Blake Quorum. I mean, pretty much everybody's here. I mean, I would love Bucky Irving on this team. Give some juice in the past game. I do like that, too. I could get down with this. I was also looking for Will Shipley. I'd also be down for someone like Will Shipley, who they can use, like, um, what's his name for Detroit? Uh, um, yeah, like, like Gibbs. Yes. To be honest, I'm taking at least four running backs before I'm taking Will Shipley in this, though. Really? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I would I would take I would I would honestly say I would honestly take Quorum, Benson, Edwards, Irving, and Marshawn Lloyd, honestly. And Trigon. Maybe more than four. (laughs) (laughs) No shot we go Travion here. I just think a little too injury prone. You're already paying Miles Sanders, who's been banged up too. I'm just scared of that. I like I like Bucky a lot. I mean, look at I like he does a great job coming other. out of the backfield, catching some passes and and making some uh, open field moves. This is pretty disgusting, honestly. Uh, Sergio Van Pran. They they need offensive line help bad still. Even Zinter Zach Zinter. I mean, we're in the fourth round. Michael Hall isn't a bad a bad look. It's not what this team needs. We were yeah. saying best available. Hey, hey, definitely not the best available. One of the best available. <laughs> I think you got to attack. I think you got to get a, a pass catcher for them or an offensive weapon at the very least. Uh, okay. I don't really love the wide receivers, but. I don't really like the wide receivers either. I would take Trey Harris as the wide receiver here, but I think you could maybe wait on that. You want to go take Bucky Irving here? Yeah, let's take Bucky Irving. Let's give him All a nice right. dynamic like threat out of the backfield. Cheap running back. Love it. This is going to be a pretty bad draft grade, I think. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't but know. PFF doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Facts. <laughs> oh, it's taking um, a while. Oh, my God. We, yeah. Did we break how, it? How do we Xbox? feel about um, – Woof. Um, so, bad. a B-minus overall draft grade, like we said. Well, if, if I could go if I could go back, maybe, maybe we should have – Pounced on a on a wide out early. I mean, we really got smoked by that that third that second round run. 
yeah. of, of wide receivers. But we took Graham Barton in the second round, offensive lineman from Duke. We took Denzel Burke, cornerback from Ohio State, in the third round. And then we took uh, running back Bucky Irving from Oregon in the fourth round. Yeah, we probably should have pounced on a wide receiver, obviously not knowing that there was going to be a massive run. Yeah. How do we feel about a possible trade back, just accumulating more assets with that second round pick, or maybe you trade? What did, what did they give up again? They don't have their second next year either. Um, so this team is really strapped for draft picks. I think trading back in that second round would be a smart move for them to accumulate picks. I, I, I think that. there are enough good players in this draft where if you can have, I mean, they basically have three top 100 picks, but if you can get four top 100 picks, I think that would be really nice for them. They just have so many holes. Yeah, for sure. Or even just a trading trading back in the second and getting a third next year just to uh, make up for that loss of that second too. I could see them doing that. Right. All right, fellas. Anything else before we get out of here? No, uh, I think uh, I think we hit it on the head, and I think we made uh, Panthers a, a winning football team. Do you I think they're a winning football team? No, no, no I think no. it's going to come down to. Close. I think they need Ben Johnson bad. I think that'll help steer this team in the right direction. That will be that will be that is one a most obviously important thing that they need to lock down is is just going to be a young offensive minded head coach that could steer this ship in the right way and you know get Bryce Young excited. Um, yes or no? Scott Fitterer gets fired in the next calendar year. Yes. I think it's fired after the season. No idea. I feel like they would have fired him already if I think you the need fact to be... that he's still here. Yeah. I don't know. I think good organizations you need to you need to be aligned. I think it's stupid to keep the GM here. I think it just makes everything awkward. I agree. I feel like it always puts I, I agree too, but I think when they fired Frank Wright, if they were gonna do it, they should have fired him then. True. You know, like now he's going into this offseason. Like, if you don't have a GM in place, kind of tough. You're already behind. True. You know, so tough. But I also do think Scott Fitterer gets fired at some point in the in the next calendar year. So uh, we will see about that. Good luck to the Carolina Panthers for sure. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our Carolina Panthers rebuild. Stay locked in with us. We got more team rebuilds coming on the way. We got big boards. We got mock drafts. We got player rankings. So stay with us. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. You can also find us on underdogpodcast.com and stick with us as we head towards this 2024 NFL draft. Fellas, appreciate you.